Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 8, The Mask. And all I can think about is the Jim Carrey movie. I know. That just I know. terrible. Um, it was directed by Paul A. Edwards, and it was written by John Stevens, who wrote Balloon Man, and then okay. he came back and wrote Episode 14 and Episode 20 later in the oh, season. okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I wasn't really a fan of this episode. It was Okay. It, w- it went back to the really okay. jumpy whiplash oh, yeah. kind yeah. of flashing. Yeah, it did. And I just don't do well with that. No, but at the same time, I didn't think it was as bad as, say, Balloon Man. No. Saying that, because since he also wrote Balloon Man, <laughs> um, it was not near as bad as the, the first few. The fir- You know, like the first three episodes of this yeah. show were painful painfully bad it it felt like a step back not a complete regression yeah it was it was okay but did you notice that there was no the war is coming speech i know what are we supposed to do not knowing if there's a war coming i I need to know i know i'm i felt very adrift that penguin wasn't telling me for the 400th time that a war was coming maybe they finally figured after seven episodes People have figured out there's a war coming. Well, it was really funny because I because I went back and I, I looked at the previously on because we when I was watching the next episode, I was like, wait a minute. Did the mask have the penguin thing? So I had to go back and look. And um, they are talking about uh, they show Falcone and and um, Maroney at the docks talking about avoiding a war. And oh. if you just if you just look at the previews, it looks like penguins just wrong because it's yeah, like we're going to avoid yeah, a war. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, you know. Whatever. Whatever. But a war is coming. I needed to know. I know. I was very confused. It's like, is Selena a Catwoman? I don't know. Is she? She might be. Yeah. I feel like I I need to be hit hit over the head more with things. (laughs) All right. So, to get right into the recap, we have, uh, we start off with some guy. He's running around hiding in this abandoned office. So, my first thought is he playing hide and seek. But it turns out, no, no. No, no, it's a, it's it's much more sinister than He's that. He's playing an office version of Fight Club. He is. He is. and um, Which I do not ever want to play. No, no, I think I would lose. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Uh, and so he attacks uh, this other guy with office supplies, and they fight. And, There's um, much fighting. Yes, and we notice that they're both in shirts and ties and black ski masks. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we see that they're also being watched over closed circuit TV. Yep. And when one of them, like, cuts the other rather viciously. Well, he pulls a blade off of a paper cutter. Yes. Which was actually pretty genius. If you can get the fucking blade off. Have you, you ever tried get to off. get one of those blades off? Not that I've tried to get it off, but they're bolted pretty damn. Yeah, they're pretty secure because you, every once in a while, you, ha- you do have to replace them from time to time. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, so he cuts in, this in guy. Theory. Yeah. In theory. Theoretically. I've never actually done it, now that I think about it. So, so he cuts this guy, and he does the whole Victor thing, fist in the air. Woo! Uh, and so... <laughs> that was well We said in unison. <laughs> so, the next morning, um, we're at the dock, and it's a crime scene. Jim and Harvey, back on the case. Yes. And Nigma is there, and he is examining the, ge- the dead guy, and he's got no wallet, no ID. Okay, now what I noticed about this scene, uh, Harvey's already there. Mm-hmm. Jim comes up. But there's no snide remarks about trying to avoid the job. Yeah. After everything they've been through up to this point, and uh, especially with the whole 
you know, Harvey showing up drunk and then Penguin's still alive. And Harvey's yeah. Been, now we, and we know now, we, <clears throat> let me try putting those words in a sentence that actually makes <laughs> sense. Now that we know that Harvey is on Jim's side, that has been cemented, um, he's, his work ethic has just seemed to have done a 360. Yeah, there yeah. There's no avoiding work. Um, it's this is our case it's not he doesn't kvetch about yeah, it for five just, minutes okay, to try to figure out we're gonna we're gonna okay here's the facts here's what we know here's what we need to he's do he's being okay, a cop i know for reals but so, but that was the progression of harvey's character has been off because mm-hmm. he starts he started out he's is he isn't he is he isn't he and then they had that one episode where they were buddy buddy and then we had the episode of harvey's backstory right which you know we all felt was out of order and now it's like it's going on a, a more linear yeah. trajectory. Yeah, and it's feeling consistent now. It feels organic now. Yeah. And um, so this guy looks beat up, and I, I will say Harvey's logic, although the show made it make sense, he sees suspenders and he thinks that the guy's in financial. Yeah, sure, why not? And I'm like, okay, I don't understand. Because I, I wear suspenders. Well, I, I don't at any point know that that equaled that. But whatever. Yeah, I, I work in an industry related to finance. No suspenders? I won't say who. I don't think there's a single person in my office who wears suspenders. Oh, see. Maybe well, maybe can't. you're not in the industry maybe you I, think you're in. I guess not. Because I'm pretty sure Harvey Dent just told... Or Harvey Dent. Harvey shit. Dent. Son of a bitch. I knew, there, I knew having two Harveys in the universe was going <laughs> to fuck me up. Uh, Bullock. Harvey Bullock seems to think that they equal each other, so... Apparently so. Now, but did you notice... On the back of Ed's jacket, it says crime scene unit. Yeah. So now at least we know his function yeah, he's, in the GCPD. He's, he's a crime scene tech. Yeah, okay. But now, yeah. Yeah, but Which now we, we officially. Thought, but now we actually know. Yeah. Um, And Ed finds a finger in the guy's mouth. An extra one. Um, And casually, he's like, should I run all the prints? And they're like, yeah, Ed, run all the prints. Including the one. No, no, the finger. really. Yeah. All the prints. Sure, Ed. Yeah. And uh, so Gordon wants to canvas the area, and he, uh, man, they, and then GCPD, they love talking to them some bums at the docks. They do. Um, And Harvey goes to interview the uniform who found the body. Yeah, but at first, uh, Jim is talking about how he wants to canvas the area, and Harvey doesn't want him to have to do it. He's like, dude, farm it out to the uniforms. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, nope. Because he he doesn't trust anybody. Which, you know, with good reason. They all walked out on him. A little bit. Even Essen. Even Harvey at first. Well, Essen he told to leave. That's true. I don't, yeah. You kind of have to give her pass. She wanted to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And he did tell her to leave. And he was like, no, go ahead and leave. But yeah, everybody else, he's like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you. So yeah, Jim doesn't want to play with any of the other cops anymore except for Harvey. He took his toys and went home. He did. He's like. He took his Harvey. He's like, I hate you all. He took his Harvey and went home. Yeah. Uh, so we move on to Penguin and he accosts this rich lady on the street and he wants her brooch. Yes, you do. Isn't that where brooches come from? (laughs) Yeah, rich ladies on the street. And he asks very nicely. He does. Twice. And that's all we see. And then we move on to... No sandwich in sight, though. No, no sandwich in sight. So maybe that's why he asked. But he didn't kill her. He didn't... Well, that we know of. Oh, that's true. Uh, so (laughs) we move on to Fish's Club and uh, Penguin has brought um, her a present, and he wants to make peace, and he wants to be friends. Mm. And um, Like a normal conversation. Yeah, and they kind of go over terms, and it's 
kind of nicey nice, but you can tell that fish is just like oh, right seething oh, with yeah. rage right underneath it's it. It's so obvious. And um and so he gives her the brooch and she's like, Oh, it's beautiful. And then she stabs him in the hand with the pin. Yep. With the gigantic brooch pin. Um and so she tells him that Falcone is the only thing keeping him alive. And man, if she really even understood what she had just said was really true. <laughs> So I was that's like, true oh, on that's... so many levels. Yeah, she or at least has, two. She has new ideas, so yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, so we move on, and but um, he takes he takes the brooch with him when he leaves. He does. He does. He's like, fine. He takes his toys and goes. He home. He takes his toys and goes home. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, so we finally answer your school question from a couple episodes I was ago. Like, yes, Bruce goes to school, and he's not happy well, about it. I assume, and 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 I, what I got from the scene is that he had been taking time away from school as a result of the murder of his parents. And yeah. That, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Like a leave of absence. A leave of absence. Yeah, that, that's a that's an excused absence. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Alfred's like, no, it's it's time for you to, you need children your own age. And it kind of reminded me of uh, a dog parent that wants to take their dogs to doggy daycare to socialize. Because he was like, you need to be socialized. <laughs> and I immediately thought of dogs. Well, of course you did. Because, of course. Because you have your babies and mine are self-socializing um <laughs> she has dogs i have cats so <laughs> there's the difference your cats are socializing separately yes but what i got from this was that mom needs some me time that's what i wrote down and i wrote um in my notes i said um alfred wants to socialize him and be able to watch his stories and drink wine in the middle of the day oh yeah <laughs> alfred needs a break yeah alfred needs some me time yeah but Bruce is like, I find other children childish. <laughs> he tries so hard to argue his way out of this. And Alfred's like, yeah, He's you're like, going to go. define normal and make a good case for it. Yeah. I'm like, Bruce needs to be a lawyer. I know. I know. He's got that logic, that cold logic that, that it would take. But yeah, Alfred makes him he go anyway. He just really did not want to go to school. Like most children. Yeah. So we move on and Jim has a short conversation with the victim's mom. Well, b- before we do that. Okay. The name of the school yeah, is Anders Prep School. Okay. Which the only thing I could find that is a reference to would have been Al Anders, who was a DC artist, like, back in DC's golden age, I guess oh, you call it. Cool. Back in the day. That's cool. Um, but I really couldn't find a whole lot on him as to, like, what he did and what he didn't do. Yeah, like, specific panels like, or whatever. I think he was like, yeah, I think he, or which or comics or, or which yeah. series he worked on, just that it was a name that came up. Yeah. Um, and I think he was a pen- pencilist, penciler. Oh, okay. Not okay. necessarily. Like the line guy? Yeah, the li- line guy. Yeah, is that what they're called? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the only name. But that, of course, I saw a name and I had to. Of course you did. Google it. It was great. <laughs> so, uh, so Jim talks to the victim's mom very briefly and apparently suspenders do equal finance. Harvey called it. Um, so I don't know if maybe this is Gotham logic or, <laughs> but I was like, all right, whatever. And why that was even necessary, why yeah. that was even necessary to the yeah. plot. I think they had to have some out. kind of a thread that lead, that, that I leaded, guess. that led them to, leaded, leaded. yeah, mm-hmm, that led them to that industry, mm-hmm. but whatever. Okay. Um, so then we see Harvey talking to Essen about Jim and how upset Jim is that the whole force abandoned him. It's and it's it's a really soft moment for the both of them. Yeah, because Harvey's like, "Son, Captain, yeah, Mom, boyfriend's upset," I know. and she's she's like, "Yeah, he needs to get over that." It's <laughs> but it's like Har- uh, Jim's really grown on Harvey at this point. Yeah, and Harvey's and again, like we I just said, Harvey is fully on Jim's side now. Yeah, Harvey's fully good guy. 
Yeah. We don't have to worry about is he, isn't he, is he, isn't he. Well, and right now Harvey's all Jim has because Jim refuses to have anybody else. He loves his boyfriend. He does. Um, but also apparently Jim has fully recovered from his gunshot wounds from the last yes. episode. Yes, he very was, very miraculously. He was gut shot. Gut shot and, and shot. in the leg. In the leg. And I think, didn't he get like stabbed? I want to say get stabbed in the shoulder or something. That or sounds about right. I don't know. Yeah, fully recovered. Yeah, he's completely recovered. No limp, no nothing. Yeah, yeah and we get the distinct impression that it hasn't been long since the last episode. Didn't feel like it. Because, I mean, if, 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 if Harvey and Essen are just now talking, having this conversation. About, listen, you need to tell him to get over it. Isn't that a conversation you have while pacing the waiting room at the hospital where Jim's yeah. in surgery? Well, Jim has a freaking gut shot. Yeah, Jim hasn't been able to show his ass, though, so... He's been showing his ass now, like, not wanting to work with all the other cops. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, so that that was kind of the miraculous Gotham uh, gunshot wound. The first one. Yeah. You you get one. You get 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 one one. miraculous. (laughs) So, um, so we move on and, um. I will be counting. (laughs) I know you will. (laughs) And Penguin brings the brooch to Mama Penguin. Well, what else is he going to do with it? Of course. And they have. one of his henchmen? I know. Pawn it. <laughs> so Trade we, it for a sandwich. we have more mom weirdness. So weird. And they talk about bullies again. And but he does get some career advice she, from her. She, yeah, something in her story does it clicks give, something. gives him an idea. Yeah. And her little rat cottages. Oh my gosh. Which is she because okay, you first you hear it and you hear you the hear snap. The squeak, 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 yeah, squeak, you hear the squeak squeak, squeak and then you hear the snap. And the first thing I'm thinking is the one that breaks their necks. The one yeah. that, yeah, you know, you know, I don't know what the clapping meant, but there we go. Um, but then she picks up, it's literally this little rat cottage yes. and it's painted windows and it's yes. in the side of it, it's rat cottage and it's so sweet and pretty. And I'm like, is she trapping it for a pet or what? And it's so fucking sinister. And it's like the, the door yeah. of it shut, like, you know. Because she's so like. She's got that really faded, almost kind of faded Victorian Miss Haversham kind of look going on. (laughs) And yet she's like fucking crazy in a really sinister way. But it's Carol Kane. I know. And she, because like when she told the little story about the, about the other dancer, she was so gleeful that she's like, I just called out her father to the secret police, you know, like it was just. And then we skipped along the, the lane holding hands. I mean, it was, and I just, I love. But if you can, you look at that in the perspective of this was Penguin's home life. Yeah, I love, like, all the weird things that they've put together to make this character. Because she is her so clothes, interesting. Her clothes, how she acts, how she speaks, her apartment. Yeah. Um, just how her, her, her way she moves. Yeah. Everything about her is and it's an this is an incredible character. Yeah, this is Kabulput. Kabulput. So yeah, she man, woo. She knocks it out of the park. She does. Um. So yeah, he he learns that you need to use a person's secret against them. And so um, he gives a very significant look, and we're like, oh, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. So we move on, and um, Bullock has he visits his black market doc. They do mention um, black market yeah. somewhere. Yeah, in there so he knows there. he knows black market doctor. He knows doctor. a guy because Harvey knows guys. Harvey knows guys, and plus Gotham is full of mobsters, so there's got to be like underground mob doctors well, everywhere. Well, um, I kind of tried to see if I could figure out who this guy was. 
He's a mob doctor. There's a lot of them. Like you said, there's a lot of them around. Um, they don't give this guy a name. Oh, okay. I kind of went back and listened a couple just to make sure they didn't call him by a name. Um, he looks, by looking at him, he looks like Hugo Strange, who is reported to have an appearance in this season, but we don't know. Okay. Hugo Strange is a doctor who makes villains. Okay. Okay. So I was, you know, did some digging around. but Because he, he has the round glasses. Yeah, yeah. Like Hugo Strange. But we don't know. Um, so, so we're just going to have to see. So it could be a nod to it and it could just be a could coincidence. Could be. Could just be, yeah. Could just, could be, just be a cool visual that could they be. liked. Okay. Because they're just Harry Potter round glasses. Yeah. Um, but the Hugo Strange character, they're like goggles. Yeah. Looking things. Yeah. Um, don't know. Could be. Who the hell knows? So um, Harvey also makes a pun about operating. And it's and it's great. Harvey. I was like, oh, yay, pun his way, intended. His way with words. Bless his heart. And he always looks so proud of himself. And the way that... <laughs> like, see, Jim? See, Jim? Did you see I that? I made it funny. <laughs> Did you laugh, honey? Did you laugh? <laughs> but the way that Donald, um, these roll off of his tongue like that, yeah. he's really good at it. Yeah. So it makes me wonder what he's actually like. He's probably very quick in person. He's gotta be. Yeah. I want to know. And uh, so the doctor um, did see the guy that they're asking about, and he dropped this business card. And at first the doctor lies, and it pisses Jim off. So he's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to bring you in. And, um, of course, he wants to bring the guy into the station because he's Jim he's fucking Jim Gordon. Gordan. So um, That's what you do. Yeah. So Jim gets, uh, he brings this guy in, and he gets, uh, he does some up-close face-talking. With Alvarez. Alvarez doesn't like that Jim is playing in his toy box. Yeah, exactly. He's like, dude, that's my contact. And he's like, he lied to me. And he's like, he always lies, you idiot. And then you <laughs> squeeze him. And then he gives you what you that's want. That's how it works. And um, But that's how it works with confidential yeah, informants. W- yeah, with really like, who are pretty much career snitches. Mm-hmm. It's never like, oh, right, hey. Right. So they, ha- they have, uh, and I'm sure it goes back to they have that they have self-confidence issues. Yeah. And you kind of have to. Yeah. Work that. I, I don't, I'm not a professional detective. <laughs> so, uh. I just read a lot. So Harvey stops, stops him from, like, going toe-to-toe yeah. with Alvarez. He breaks it. He's in his hangry hat. Yeah. And then they have some close face talking. Now, he pulls apart. <laughs> they do. Boy, they got right up and close. And, and he makes a point. He says, be nice for my sake. Yeah. Do it for me. Because he's right now bridging the gap between Jim and everybody yeah, else. He is. And it's got to be stressful on him. Oh, sure it is. Um, and so he tries to convince Jim to let the doc go and appease everybody. And Jim's like, fuck, nope, not going to do it. But Harvey's still living in fear of Falcone. Yes. He's still worried. And he as much says as much. Um, and that's why he's like on he's still on the fence here a little bit i mean he's totally on jim's side but he still wants to keep the peace he's kind of he doesn't want to die he's kind of extended his self-preservation from just him to try having to worry about jim now too because jim has like his circles open yeah jim has like no self-preservation he does not have that gene whatever that gene is um so yeah and (laughs) he man harvey tries he does. He like, tries nope. to make a deal. Uh, he calls him his partner. Oh, Jim says no. Yep. Jim's he calls like, him nope. Harv. Oh. Um. And so we move on. And oh, this is. Can we just? Can we pretend we, this didn't happen? We go to the clock tower. Barbara's having a breakdown. We still hate her. Yeah. Can we just move on? Well, she's fucking greeting him with a damn gun. And, like, I put in my notes, she's really outright trying to kill him now. Oh, because she's been drinking, <laughs> Now too. she's not indirectly trying to kill yeah, him. Yeah. She's, she's directly. Yes. And she's been drinking. And to me, that's, like, the perfect, that's the encapsulation of a perfect Barbara Keen plan. 
is I'm scared and freaked out, so mm-hmm. I'm going to get the gun and then drink. That's completely logical I, in Barbara Land. Sure. So she's super freaked out, and... Um, I still hate her. She, I still hate her. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for what she went through, but... But if she's going to be married to a cop... Yeah. You've got to have a stronger backbone than that. I'm sorry. She fell apart, like, completely. Because she was falling apart, like... She wanted this. She was falling apart, like, four episodes ago when Jim was a little late to dinner. She asked for this. Yeah. Share Literally. Load with share, uh, just half. Yeah. Just half. That's Well, honey, here you go. And, and then you can't she, handle she's it. She's falling apart. And so she makes him tell her that there... Or he tells her that there aren't any monsters out there, which... <laughs> well, she did tell him to lie. Yeah. She did. She's like, lie to me, and he does. Um, and it's weird. And um, so we go back to one of these weird office, office abandoned wars. offices, Office Wars Part 2. And we've got two more guys in suits, and they are in cages. Okay, did you catch the rat in the trap parallel here? I did not. Yeah, because she, oh, traps, she traps yeah. the rat, and it's in a little cage. Now we have these men, and they're little cages. Okay. I may just be making that up in a stretch, but I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. Um, and we have we have this guy in a black mask, and they ask him, when do we get out of here? And he says that that's up to you. Yeah. So we see, this is the first glimpse we've had of this ringleader of whatever the fuck is right, going on. Right, and all we see these... is the mask, and it's, yeah. it's very intricate. It's, it's ornate, yeah. It's very ornate. It's black and gold. It yeah, it's, like, almost it's like, like, like gilded, an, yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks of Asian as opposed to being uh, Norse. yeah. Or Native American. It looks very Asian, almost like a, 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 a like a Chinese dragon. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know enough. I don't want to piss anybody off, so I'm just gonna yeah. go with the generalization of Asian. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, so we don't we don't get very long with this. And this this is some of this stuff. This is where it starts jumping. Yeah. And um, I don't think I noticed it yet because I haven't noted it in my note. I haven't, uh, noted, I haven't noticed, so it's not in my notes. Okay, that's good. To know. But I know I did at some point. <laughs> this was not it. So we go back to Barb, um, and she realizes that uh, that she had the exact same reaction um, Jim was worried that she would have. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is, you know, I wanted half your life, and then I fucked it up. And um, so he's leaving in the morning, and um, he was going to take the gun with him, but then he leaves it because he's a dumbass. Well, and she makes this stupid-ass remark uh, accusing him of wanting it to be like this. Yeah, I, she feels really manipulative. And um, for somebody who's supposedly been in some bad relationships and yada da da da, I just, I, I don't like how she is with Jim because one second she's freaking out and then she's apologizing for freaking out. I just and then, don't like her. And then turning it around on him and I, I just, I really don't like it. And um, it's, yeah, him leaving the gun just feels like a bad idea. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so we move on, and um, Ed has apparently promoted himself to medical examiner. I know, when I was, I was watching this, and I just, because this was a rewatch, and I totally forgot in the episode. And I was like, why is he examining the body? He's not, oh, he's not supposed to be examining. Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes back into what we've seen with Ed, is he has boundary issues. Yeah, a little bit. Um, if he thinks he's going to be better at something, or if he wants to know something, he's just going to fucking do it. Yeah. Because based on what the M.E. says when he storms in and catches him, this is not, this is the, not first the first time. time. No, and based on what he did with Miss Kringle, and, like, he has severe boundary issues. He does. Um, he just has issues. And like you said, I think a couple episodes ago, he's got this huge ego because he really does have that, I, I think I know better, and, you know, just go with me on this. It'll be better for you 
kind of a thing going on, which is really arrogant. I still like him, though, but, you know. Yeah, well, it's... He's making a very good character. This actor, whose name escapes me right at the second... It's like Corey Michael something, and he... he I looked him up the other day, um, and he hasn't been in much. Corey Michael Smith. Yeah, and yeah. I think he's doing a really good job. But he he is almost as as good at taking over this character and portraying him as um, Robin Lord Taylor is with Oswald. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got some Cause really... Because I, I always say Robin was born to play Penguin. Yeah, and I can't wait to see... Because Penguin was a quote-unquote villain right out of the gate. And right. Nigma right now is on the good guy side. So right. I am dying to see him become His the Riddler. descent into the villain. Yeah. So because so How far they're gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. So far I'm really ah. I'm really jazzed with him. So uh so we move on and we go back to school and um Bruce sees a pretty girl. Bruce gets some significant looks from the pretty girls. Um and so this uh the guys in his class are being douchebags about his parents' murder and they're asking him all these really rude fucking questions. Now this is Tommy Elliot. Yes. Yes, this is Tommy Elliot. Tommy's being an asshole. This kid um was actually one of Bruce's childhood friends. Yeah, in Canon. In Canon in the comics. Uh he first appeared in Batman six oh nine. He's play he's played by Cole Vallis. This is like his T V debut. Oh, okay. He's I couldn't really find him in anything else. Um but he, Tommy is Bruce's polar opposite. Yeah. He is pretty much the exact opposite of Bruce Wayne. He's a childhood sociopath. Okay. He attempted to kill his parents. Oh. In order to get their fortune. Oh. Whereas Bruce's parents were Died. killed and he got their fortune. Gotcha. So you see how they're almost exactly yeah. opposite. Uh, however, Tommy's mother survived the attempt because of guess who? Bruce's father. What? Who's a surgeon. Oh, so Thomas was a doctor in the canon. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I haven't gotten that in Gotham, and they made that very clear in Batman Begins that he was he was a doctor and he yes. wasn't involved in the business very heavily, but this kind of... Gotham has implied that he was more running Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, or at least was on the board. Or yeah. Or had a lot of... I think he had like... Um, like a lot of involvement. 51% ownership or, yeah. or something. But, um, but yeah, thanks to Bruce's father. But, but because of that, Tommy blamed Bruce. Yeah. And then Tommy later becomes the villain, Hush. Yeah. As who we all know and love. But that's... that though, Those parallels of how... Par- parallels? Parallels. Parallels. Of how exactly <laughs> opposite... Because, you know, Bruce got his fortune because his parents were killed. Right. Tommy tried... And, to, and didn't want it that way. No. And Tommy tried... I think it was like a car something oh i don't remember gosh. but yeah well, well, like, wow, that's... so they could do stuff with but this were, kid later but, but they were childhood friends yeah not asshole. Not, not like this yeah so because this kid just is an but asshole this actually right makes more sense that's true that's true because i don't bruce seems at this age pretty fucking perceptive mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. i can't see him being friends with a kid well, that's and a sociopath were, and they were friends before bruce's parents were killed obviously right in in the comics right so, and in here that is not yeah, the case you can right. tell but i can absolutely see how how and why they changed up some because sometimes they change stuff up and you're like why did why yeah this this does seem to make better like in sense. the next couple of episodes there's a couple of things i'm like why would you do that but this totally made sense okay okay to me yeah uh i did um i have an easter egg for you in a couple episodes that you probably yeah, already did know i about. find it first probably well we'll find out it's in a couple episodes um so yeah 
so yeah, they they have this kind of confrontation thing, and um, uh, the kid plays a good little shit, doesn't he? he? Does I mean so? <laughs> you just hiccup. Sorry, I have to hiccup now. <laughs> uh, so we move on again, and um, Liza is at church, and Johnny is hiccuping just for anybody I keeping apologize. track. And um, she goes into the confession booth, and uh, Fish is there on the other side, and that's how they're going to meet and talk. And she um, she calls her mother, which is pretty funny. Um, and she kind of doesn't know where she stands with Falcone. Uh, she says she doesn't know whether she's his maid, his lover, or his mother. Yeah. Um, and Fish is like, yeah, I don't really care. Um, I have a, I have a uh, job for you. And uh, she said, basically... I need you, to, there is this ledger in his office that I need you to copy right. the last two pages right. from. specifically. And she's like, I don't want to snoop in his office. And she's like, ah, oh, but I, I've got this drug for you to put in his tea that'll p- knock him out for a couple hours. Right. And she's like, well, what if I'm caught by one of his other people, like his one of his thugs yeah. or whatever? And she's like, you'll probably die. <laughs> <laughs> Fish don't care. Fish ain't got time for you shit, Liza. No. Uh, so, yeah. But, but this gives me gives the impression that Liza really does is starting to actually care. Yeah. Even well, though she says she doesn't. She says she doesn't, but, I mean... You can tell. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's really nice to her. Yeah. I mean, you know. And, she prob- a- and if, you can, if you can imagine... Uh, imagine, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Liza's backstory. How would she would get her... Growing up, and how, how did she get here? Yeah. She probably didn't have a great relationship with her family yeah growing or, up and she could have had a complete shit life and this is the first nice bit yeah, of anything she's ever be, had yeah, that's what I, that's my head canon yeah is that she had this because she when she came in to to audition for fish i mean she had dark clothes mm-hmm. the dark eyeliner the tight clothes the short skirt like maybe she was a, a prostitute yeah or they made her very like overtly street sexy yeah but like maybe she was a street person. She yeah. Street, maybe not. She doesn't seem to have street smarts. Um, she's no, not, she's, she's kind of dumb. Right. <laughs> uh, poor kid. Um, so, yeah, I, I can only imagine that Falcone is probably one of the first people to show her genuine yeah. concern. And, right, and friendship. As, and, and as kindness. of right now, it doesn't appear to be sexually motivated. No. Which is probably got to be a little nice. I never get that creepy old man no. vibe from him with her. Yeah. Even when he's with her. Yeah. You see those scenes? I don't get that creepy he's vibe. He's not lecherous with her. No. Yeah. He's not looking at her sideways. Yeah. Which I think is great writing. I do too because they could because, easily oh go my, that way. And it's it's so easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. And, I, and it's almost like they would have to have purposely not done that yeah and it's really funny though because because i'm glad they did because it blurs the lines between who's who's the villain and who's not yeah because you know if you're looking at it from fish's perspective yeah if you're looking at it took a second for me to get yeah if you're looking at it from fish's perspective he's the bad guy if you're looking at it from jim's perspective he's the bad guy from Jim's perspective, they're all everybody's everybody's horrible but but yeah i mean falcone i don't hate him and what he's a lot of what he said has made a lot of sense mm-hmm. based on what we've seen in this universe. Right. So uh, yeah, I almost want to be like, don't trust her. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. So yeah. Um. So then we move on, and Harvey and Jim are visiting uh, the office from the card that the that fell out of the guy's uh, pocket at the doctor's. Yep. And um, 
they walk in and they look around <laughs> and everybody's got these bruises and bumps and all I can think of is freaking Fight Club, which I love that freaking movie. And yeah, and everybody looks varying degrees of beaten up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's really subtle, guys. Um, and so Not. they go they go to see the the owner of this company, Mr. Sionis. And um, do I start now or do you want me to wait? Just because I got a whole paragraph. Okay, I'll okay. Say, I'll signal you. Um, <laughs> and he says that um, he doesn't know anything about the dead guy or someone missing a thumb. And um, his office is full of all this war shit and masks. Um, war shit. <laughs> and he he likes Jim a lot. He he Boy, picks does he? he picks up on the fact that Jim was a soldier. Um, he thinks uh, Jim thinks that he did it like almost right away. Yeah. And he and he and because he did because he's Jim fucking Gordon. He vows that he's going to prove it. But that shows Gordon's perceptivity. His ability to, he, he reads people. Yeah. And, and that's in canon that Gordon does that. Yeah. And so, and I liked it because the whole time uh, he's talking to him, Harvey's snooping around the office. Yes. <laughs> Just like kind of picking things up Looking and touching at him. It. And then Harvey, um, at the end, he's like, yeah, I would give you the good cop routine, but it's not in my toolkit. I, I wrote that down too. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't know how to handle he's this. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go. All right. So. that's But that's another one of Har- Harvey. The lines that they give him, I, and I, I, I don't know how I really didn't pick up on it before, but they give him some zingers. They do. Which just really feed into Bullock's personality. He's and got his sassy pants him. on. He does. So uh, so anyway. Okay, your paragraph. We meet, we meet Mr. Richard Sionis. Right. He is not to be confused with Roman Sionis. Who is Who the is thing? the Black Mask. What? He first appeared in Batman 386. Okay. Um, he squandered his family fortune. And Bruce Wayne bought uh, did a buy, his, did a buyout of the company to save it. Okay. Um, and so therefore, it was Bruce Wayne that the Black Mask hated, not Batman. Okay. Because, you know, he he had to save him, and yeah. it's a, a ego thing, I guess. So the only thing I could figure is possibly Richard could be Roman's father. Yeah. I think we talked about that. I want to say we talked about that before. Yeah. That it, that's a possibility he could be his father. We don't know. Because this is not, this episode is not called The Black Mask. No, it's, it's called, called The Mask. The Mask. Almost like um, if it was a precursor, kind of like we saw Viper was a precursor Viper to Venom. Venom. Right. So that could and be, that could be laying foundation. Black Mask's mask mm-hmm. came, from, um, and this is just so really weird. The mask that he has was carved from his father's casket. Okay, that's a little dark. First of all, why would you do that? And second of all, what happened to his father's casket? Did he rebury him in another casket? Or, or just with just... a really mask-shaped hole in it? Yeah. That's an <laughs> odd choice. What? So anyway, so, but um, Richard Sionis is played by Todd Sa- Stashwick. Mm-hmm. Todd Stashwick. He is literally a guy who is in everything. He is, and he and he plays an asshole really well. He really does. He, um, when I was going, and this this is just a subset of the shows he's been in. Warehouse 13, Spin City, How I Met Your Mother, Malcolm in the Middle, Law and Order, Psych. Damn. And he was also in Supernatural. Really? Yeah. Was he in Supernatural? He was Dracula. He was Dracula. Yes. I knew I knew him from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but I mean, it, there's so many more than that. He was in several different versions of Law and Order. But I was so going he, down the list. I was he's like, one he's of those literally in everything. He's one of those guys that works really steadily. Mm-hmm. 
And yet, two episodes here, six episodes He's not super there, famous, several... but he's making a living, like a very consistently yeah. good living yeah. acting. That's awesome. He's literally stuff. I think he did a good job in this. So, yeah. I didn't I like really... him, so. No. Wasn't supposed to. Well, you weren't supposed to. <laughs> um, but in this scene, we do see Richard caress a mask on his desk, which is the exact same mask we saw yeah. before. Yeah, just in case you one. weren't sure, kids, he, whether he, he was... He reached over and touched it. <laughs> They're going to hit you over the head in case you missed it. I'm surprised he didn't, like, put it on and be right like, I don't know what here. you're talking about. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, so, Jim, uh, Jim storms out after... He is on a freaking mission. After vowing. Um, and he finds uh, blood in the office... And it's trailing into the bathroom. Who in the hell leaves blood all over the floor when there's cops in the house? Dumbasses. Apparently, Sionis isn't hiring folk for their brains. So, you know. Absolutely not. Um, so he finds the missing thumb guy. And, <laughs> the missing thumb guy. And he gets beat up by him. Yeah. And Harvey, um, <laughs> Harvey, Harvey stops the guy by, you know, just walks, by opening the just door. Just opening the door. I was like, that's so, that's so Harvey, though. And uh, he finds Jim on the fucking floor. And I was like, he cannot leave him alone for two minutes. No, you can't. It's like, damn it, Jim. I walk away for two minutes and you yeah, get beaten up yeah. again. Well, and he's, you know, well, you know, there's that miraculous healing from the wound, the gunshot wound, which apparently I cannot describe with words. <laughs> The wound shotgun. The wound shotgun. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. The wound shotgun. Uh, I mean, because he punched, you know, because he was gut shot and he punches him. And I'm like, yeah. ow. Yeah. No, it's fine. Apparently. <laughs> That's Gordon's special sauce. Secret. Maybe Gordon has super Ability. Thing. Secret sauce. Secret sauce. That's a secret sauce. I love it. We're just going to use that from now on. I would just like the record to state that we have not had a thing to drink today that isn't of an alcoholic nature. I have had water. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I had the hiccups on just a minute ago. I apologize. (laughs) So, uh, so we go back to Bruce's horrible school, which apparently has no adults there. None. Um, and he gets confronted by the bullies again. And, um, still a little shit. Tommy says something about Mama Wayne, oh. and he gets the he gets slapped across the face. Which is interesting, seeing as how it was Tommy's mother that survived. Yeah. Hmm. But it's always the mama. Yeah. Don't mess with mama. Ooh, so, and, and man, Bruce changes in like an instant. And hair. And he just fucking slaps him. Yeah. He, he, there is no hesitation. Um, and so that's all we see. Um, and they cut away, and... Penguin, um... Apparently I still haven't noticed the jumping around. Or at least I didn't write it down You yet. didn't yell about it yet. Yeah. And, um, so Penguin, um, has apparently taken Fish's new umbrella guy that she introduced to him. He was jealous. Yeah. Because she, she was made a big show of, this is my new umbrella man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he used to do what you do, honey. Uh-huh. And look how far he's come. Yeah. Or some shit. Yeah. And so Penguin has taken the guy in, and he's had him brought to this I'd warehouse. I'd a great fish, though, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. you would. There you go. Um, and so uh, the guy's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And he's like, yeah, you yeah, will you later, are. but right now we're just going to beat you up. And so he watches his thugs beat. The guy up, and it's he like eats an apple. An apple. He yeah. eats a fucking apple. Because, of course, there's food At involved. At least it's healthy. That's true. <laughs> um, so we we move on again, um, and Harvey and Jim are questioning the thumb guy. But Harvey's back to his old ways of interviewing. Yes. Super subtle and yeah. threatening violence. Yes. Um, and so he, uh, he spills, like, right away. It turns out that Sionis had job candidates fight 
fight it out. Oh yeah, he's just like yeah, and he they've they, he's had them sign NDAs. Verbal vomiting is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah word vomit. Okay. Yeah, and um, Ed uh Ed has done some some science and he's found out that he's that, late to the party though. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, he is. Um, he confirms what the guy told but Harvey. He call, though. Yeah, he calls it self. Uh, and I wrote it here: self fucking defense. Yeah. What? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> And Harvey's back in Essen's office. Yeah, and so um, Ed has found out that the ink is toner. And poor Harvey harshes his science mellow because... So much. But at least, I mean, he, he did provide independent confirmation of what the guy was telling Harvey. Yeah, he did. That it was an office supply fight, which right. kind of sounds cool. Um, but I would not want to. But, but also, Enigma found some old cases of people killed with office supplies. He took he took it an extra step. Yeah. So that was that was good on his part. But I wanted to ask you because I have a question here. Okay. Is it just me, or does it look like Harvey's cleaned up? Yes. Like his clothes are are are, are not. It's as... subtle, but it is there because I and I noticed it. Um, I didn't really notice it until um, I think it's a couple episodes further. Okay. But I did, and I went, oh. Like his hair, like before, his hair was just slick straight. It looks so greasy, and it looked like, like it, was it was with greasy. grease, not with. Yeah, product. and uh, his clothes were wrinkly and kind of hanging side, like his tie was always hanging sideways. Yeah. But I noticed in this one that it's like his hair's the real pretty feather, because he's just pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and his clothes are like on him. I was, I just yeah. was like, it doesn't. It was very subtle. It doesn't look like he slept in them for three days. Exactly, and yeah. I was like, is it just me because I like this actor, or yeah. does he really look? I think they're like he's they're, cleaned up. They're. Ch- they're one thing they're being subtle about. Um, they're showing they're showing that change in Bullock. So they little can by little. do subtle. Yeah, they they are okay. they can do subtle. It's just all right. I just want to make sure know. it wasn't just me. No, I, I noticed being it in love too. with Donald. Okay, because that's a thing. Wish I had noticed. Um, and Sionis's lawyer comes in and stops the guy from signing the statement that he was going to make they about the fight. They were so close. They were so close, and so they decide they're like, okay, well, the only thing we can do is find wherever the hell they're fighting. We gotta find this office building. Right, and another thing I noticed here is the dynamic between Jim and Harvey. Um, it's like Harvey's acting more like a junior partner, although he's the senior partner. Yeah, he's kind of letting like, Jim take the lead. Yeah, he is. He's doing what Jim tells him to do. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, let me run down all of." He says, "Let me run down all of Sionis's buildings." Yeah. That's something a junior partner would do. That's well, legwork. That's legwork. Some of that could be penance because he did. While he did come to. Jim's aid, it was not right away. But you you see it happening again and again. He yeah. seems to act like a more junior partner and that Jim's taken more of a lead, which also shows us some character development on Jim's part. That he's a leader. That he is he is a leader yeah. and that he's not taking people's shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Including Harvey's. <laughs> That's very true. But you're right in think about it being penance. That's mm-hmm. a good point. And um, so Essen and Jim have uh, this little talk about how bad the city has gotten. And... It was something something to the effect of, could it get any worse? And I was like, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. There's going to be people running around in fucking tights in like 15 years. Um, neon fucking tights just running around just blowing shit up and, you know. It's and it's a very important, and I wrote, this, I wrote it down, it's a very important, important point. Important <laughs> point. That's how important it is. That's, there you go. Uh, he mentions the balloon man and the goat. Yep. And Essen asks, when did the city become like this, that this is normal? Yeah. And Jim says, maybe it's always been that way, just needed to spark the Wayne murder. Yep. Well, I did a little reading. 
and and I don't actually even have it in my notes now. This is just I just was remembering it because Arkham and I just I, I told you I know I said I wasn't gonna do a whole lot of research in the DC world because but you're doing it. But there are rabbit holes. I know. I know, and I know you. And I go down them, but <laughs> I was looking at the history of the city of Gotham, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Gotham is apparently in New Jersey. Really? And also the Central Time Zone. Okay, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't but know. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I was like, what? But <laughs> somewhere deep down, and of course, the the backstory to the cities and the Arkham, everything changes every iteration. But I was reading somewhere that some some somebody, some sorcerer dude got buried in Gotham. And it's his old dead magic that's created all of this. Oh my gosh, some seriously? Shit. And I, I, maybe did I dream that? I don't know. But I, I want to say that that's something that... Why don't they just use the Indian burial ground? Oh wait, they already have Oh wait, that. they did that. They did that. Um, I'm gonna have to double check my facts. I yeah, I thought it, that's interesting. I thought it was really interesting, and also this conversation basically confirms what Falcone already told Jim: is there's a war coming? No, oh, no, that was Penguin. <laughs> is is that like uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne? Like somehow they them, were holding the city together. Yeah, and chaos is starting to come, and everything is starting to unravel. And you know we've got vigilantes popping up mm-hmm. because they mentioned they specifically mention. The balloon man and the goat, and right. those were both vigilantes. Right. Um, so they yeah, are. yeah, they were. Hmm. And um, and I thought that was interesting because Batman's a vigilante, right? And so it's like we're seeing the progression of where the city's going, and I I just felt really bad because I was like, y'all don't even know how bad it's gonna get. Because even with Batman running around fighting all the villains, all the villains are still there, mm-hmm. just screwing stuff up. I mean, if if on a daily basis you have to go, oh, God, who got out of Arkham this time? Well, and that's, in a couple of episodes, that's something I want to discuss. Okay. We can do that. Arkham. I love Arkham. I'm no. fascinated by oh, Arkham. And um, it's, it's actually pretty cool. It is. And so I, I just thought that was interesting um, because it was kind of subtle, which, like we said, doesn't happen a whole lot in this show. And I and I'm but I'm kind of glad they did it, and I'm kind of glad it was Essen and Jim talking about it, not Jim and Harvey, because we get a lot of that dynamic, right. and and now I feel like him and Essen have a little bit of a bond because of what happened, right? Because Harvey was gone when Zaz showed up. Well, in canon, you know, Essen and Jim, Essen is Jim's second wife. Yeah, in canon, so they've got to have some kind of connection in here. Yeah, and I really like the the actress that's playing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, every time we see Essen, I'm like, yeah, she's the one whose name I can't pronounce. Yes, and um, but every time we see Essen, I'm like, I'm not like some of the other female characters that that we bitch about. I'm not like, oh my god, it's Essen. I'm like, oh right. good, yeah, and she's in a position of authority, and um. You know, she's, I, I don't look at her like she's corrupt. Um, I look at her like she's just very aware of the system and how to operate in it. So I, I really like Essen. Are you still checking? I am. Okay. Can I move on? I'm this close. Are you this close? I'm this close. I think <laughs> I finally found the, uh, okay, this is off of the DC Wikia. Okay. Uh, for Gotham City. Uh, the birth of Gotham City is once shrouded in both mystery and mythicism. Millennia ago, an evil warlock was buried beneath that would one day become the central island of Gotham. It is alleged that while the warlock laid in a state of torpor, his evil essence seeped into the soil, poisoning the ground with his dark, corruptive touch. Wait, millennia? Millennia. 
Uh, hmm. By the warlock's own reasoning, he claims that he fathered the modern spirit of Gotham City and has even taken to calling himself Dr. Gar Dr. Gotham. Okay. Oh, but wait. Oh, God, because that sounds like a bullshit explanation. The territory surrounding Dr. Gotham's burial spot was also the home of an ancient Native American tribe. See, there you go. It's it's a any ground, burial ground. Yep, you called it. Yeah. Sorry. Damn it, Gotham. I knew Gotham. I didn't make it up. Damn it, Gotham. But yeah, I was like, seriously? So that's how they explain the evil in Gotham? Seriously? Well, but also, you've got to look at it in the context of the bigger DC universe, and uh, Metropolis ain't a uh, walk in the park. Well, but there's also, you know, we always talk about Metropolis like it's, say, Chicago and Gotham like it's New York. But yeah. there are some iterations of Metropolis where it's, like, across the bay yeah. from Gotham. Well, and I've, I've also heard, like, Metropolis is daytime and Gotham's, Gotham's nighttime. nighttime. They're kind of like two sides of the yeah. same coin. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. So, okay. okay I'm, so anyway. I'm going to ignore the sorcerer burial ground thing. Yeah, can we please? Yeah. Uh, so, we move on and... Um, Alfred is picking Bruce up from school, and he sees the bully's handiwork on Bruce's face, and he is not happy. Yeah, my notes say Bruce runs out hurt, and Alfred is ready to kick some ass. Oh, yeah, immediately. Like, and, and it's so funny because, for me, I see Alfred's, uh, this desire to just fuck shit up <laughs> as his first instinct, and he doesn't know how to deal with something well, when he can't do that as we've talked about that this particular alfred takes after the version from the comics where he was in the royal military yeah he's not and some prissy butler with, he's right. he's and, like a man of action right and i can see how somebody with military training would not know how to protect a child yeah in a against rural, other children in a royal set rural rural what's the word rural, rural? not urban but rural. rural rural is that how it's said rural really yeah so I'm not actually mispronouncing it. Okay. No. <laughs> it's not and a great that's all, word. In that setting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we go back to... Um, it's not a war yet. It's not a war yet. Uh, they're, they're, checking, uh, they're checking these buildings. Um, Harvey and Jim, and apparently Sionis owns a shit ton of these buildings Harvey that they have to check. Yeah. Min, Harvey mentions that this guy owns half of Gotham. So I'm like, okay, so he owns one half. The Waynes own the other half. What's the fucking problem? Who the hell knows? Why are these mobsters even in existence? Thank I you. Don't know. And so, um, Harvey calls Jim out on his <gasps> self-destructive yes, shit. He does. And I was like, "Thank you, Harvey." Finally. And see, this goes back to Harvey trying to be a cop again. Mm -hmm. He's actually like seeking out these conversations with Jim, whereas before he'd have been like, "He's trying Whatever. to help him. He's trying to reach out to Jim." Yeah. And as a person, not just a partner. Yeah. Like, dude. And um, Barb calls to chat, and Jim kind of basically hangs up on her, and it's great. I was like, "Woo!" She's like, "Hey, honey, I just wanted to see if things are okay." And she's got that like busy. she's got that like manic tone to her voice, yeah. and you could just see Jim's. He's like, "I don't have fucking time for this. I'm at I'm at work." Um, now when Harvey walks off, he does say, "If you find something remotely possible, call me." He yeah. is angry. Mm -hmm. He grabbed his angry hat. He did. No, he he's. It's like he's trying, like you were saying, he's trying to reach him. Yeah. And he's just not getting through. And maybe this is all Jim will see. I don't know. But yeah, this the Barbara bit was just. Yeah. I do. I have woo. Three, <laughs> three, three O's after it. And um, and we go to Falcone's house and Liza is drugging his tea. Sort of. And she looks like so fucking scared. Wouldn't you be though? Yeah. 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 Um, 
And so we go back to Jim, and he is... Yeah, that scene lasted, like, two seconds. Yeah. And Jim is visiting a building on his own, which is really fucking stupid. All caps. Idiot. (sighs) Why are you alone? Never alone. No heroes. And almost immediately, as soon as he enters this floor, he gets tased by Sionis. And he's out. Yep. And um, then we flash to Selena... And she's robbing this store in front of some cops, and that's all we get. For like five, yeah, I have, it's a five second scene, huh? Yeah. And honestly, I later. I think I finally started picking up on the Yeah, the this, this is this is foundation for her to be brought in later. But honestly, they could have done that verbally, and I would have been okay with it. Well, that. they could have done it in one scene. They yeah. could have shown her stealing the fur coats, which I thought that was cute. Yeah. Cat fur. stealing fur yeah. coats. Uh, they, they could have shown that, and then the scene late that we see later mm-hmm. in the episode where there oh someone's here to see you that could have been one yeah scene or they could have just verbally told me she was caught by these uniforms but what kills me though is selena is the, a shitty shitty thief broad fucking daylight she's young i know i know i'm just maybe like they just spent so much time and effort on that scene they're like no you're fuck it you're putting it in yeah in the we're, show. we're showing this shit um that's not going on the cutting room floor and um, we move on, and Alfred, he has taken Bruce to Tommy Elliott's house, and he gives him Thomas's watch. His, his father being right. Tom. Right, yeah. And he says... Because there's Thomas and there's Tommy. Oh, oh yeah, that's... I so, didn't even think about right. that. Right, so Thomas, he gives Bruce his father's watch. Right, and he said um, that he knows what he has to do, and what he has to do, apparently, is uh, knock on the door and cold clock this kid with his dad's watch... For brass knuckles. I thought that was pretty cute. Um, cute. Cute. That was, that was pretty cute. cute. Oh, like, you know, these aw, kids. How adorable. And he kids proce- these days. He their- proceeds to wail on him. Um, and when Alfred comes up, you can, you can see that flash of, he's oh my God, so it's an adult. And then Alfred's like, remember what just happened. And he's like, the fuck? You're an adult. You're supposed to like protect me. And I love this Alfred so much. Because I do too. It's and I love Sean. Yes, as this Alfred. And you see, Alfred. Alfred is super practical. He understands yeah, how he's a butler. He understands how these he things bottles. work. Because you know, a lot of adults would be like, "Oh my God, Bruce, you shouldn't have resorted to that. <laughs> Even violence is never the answer." And and Alfred's like, "Sometimes it is." Yeah, Alfred's like, "You know what? This is gonna fucking work. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna have a problem with this kid again." Yeah. And so, um, but what is it? He says to him, he says, remember that this, remember that he did this to you and you remember that I let him do it. Yes. Which is basically like, um, I'm not reining him in when it comes to you. And I was literally sitting on the couch going, yes, yes. He just takes no shit and he takes names and it's great. Um, and we go to uh, Bullock, and he doesn't know where Jim is, now, and he's really worried. Now, I was, I was a little confused at this point, because I thought before Harvey was going home. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was also going out to go look at certain spots while Jim went and looked around. So I thought Harvey was going home. And they were just going off separately to right. look and at I was buildings. Like, oh, I thought Harvey just left him. Yeah. and But I got, when it got to this scene, and he was, I was like, oh, okay. Now, yeah. I don't, now I'm not as angry. I wasn't as mad with Harvey yeah. as I was before. Yeah. I was like, okay, this makes more sense. And, um, you know, we find out Bullock is worried about him, and with good reason, because Jim wakes up in a chair. Well, Ed tries to tell him, Ed tries to tell Harvey a riddle, and he yeah. literally just walks off. Because <laughs> Jim is way more important than you, honey. It's like, nobody wants to play with my riddles. Aww. Um, And so Jim wakes up in this chair, and there's uh, three job candidates, 
and they are told that whoever kills him wins the job. And uh, he tries to reason with them for like five seconds. He does. Until. Until Sionis says, oh, by the way, you also get a million dollar signing bonus and shit is on. And Jim's like, oh, fuck. It is on. And and Jim knew. The second he said a million dollars, Jim's face was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I love that Ben McKenzie actually has facial expressions now. Yes. It's not like, I'm Jim Gordon. And I'm completely deadpan all the time. Um, but but he can have expressions. Okay. That's that's why I keep going back to some of this had to be a choice on purpose. It had to be. Because he's not a bad actor. And it happened, but we saw it happen in a specific episode after uh, Zaz came to get him and everybody yeah. abandoned him. That's when it started happening. Yeah. So we can pinpoint it. It had to be a choice. Yeah. And um, so they fight. And um, fight, fight, and I was just fight, like, fight, fight. Oh, sorry. how how is it that uh, Jim is able to hold his own against three people when generally one person beats the shit yeah, out of him? Yeah, without a thumb. Yeah, I it's, I don't know. So um so we see Harvey again, and he's trying to get the <gasps> other cops to help him find Jim. This scene. And nobody bites. Nope. And he starts calling everybody well, Al- out. Alvarez is the first person to stand Alvarez. up and says, "Hell no." Yeah, and so he starts browbeating everyone. And um, Essen very loudly and publicly, she says, I'll take a few of those addresses. Yep. And the others start to reluctantly well, Alvarez join. Is, Alvarez is right after Essen. Yeah. After he browbeats him. Yeah. Well, he browbeats everybody. And, but in the middle of his speech, and I had to write this down, in the middle of the speech, I kind of got chills because Harvey was just putting his yeah. foot down. And, you know, as much as we bitch about Jim Gordon being, you know, completely naive and about the way things work, um, he did have hope for this force yeah. before they walked out on him. Mm-hmm. And now we can see, like, there is cause for that hope. Like, they're not right. completely horrible. Well, I don't think it's, I don't know that it's so much that Jim's naive. I think it's just, this is how the world's supposed to be. And he he's going to do everything he can to make it that way. He expects he's not the world giving, to be right. And he's not going to give up on it. Yeah. And he's said as such is, several times. There is some nativity in that in and of itself, though. So that he can that he can change everything just by himself. Yeah, but, right. You know. So, um, so we we go back to the fight, and this is where I'm like, this is completely weird because Jim is a shitty fighter, and um, so he gets these other and guys, the, and, and we see that there's an audience that there's like a close captioning. Yes. People are and they're watching, like, and they're betting yeah. on it. Oh my god! Talk it's, about reality TV. Yeah. It's, uh, it's... Which super- my eye rolled. I had to roll... I couldn't even say reality TV without rolling my eyes. It's just, uh, it's office bonding. You know, it's, it's getting, getting We that. never do this at my office. I know. I might actually get behind team you know building. You know what we're doing next week for our team building? What? Putt-putt golf. Oh, my God. I'm in the, so sorry. In the office. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. We do it every year. See, I hate team building shit, so I might get behind it if there was something like this. Of course, then, you know, you're beating your coworkers up, but actually, that might not be bad. Hmm, but I'll have putt-putt sticks. <laughs> Let me think about that for a minute. So, somehow, miraculously, Jim beats off three of these guys, and yep. then Sionis himself joins this fight, and he's yep. wearing his creepy mask. Yep. And he's got a sword. Yep. And no skills. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice that he all he did was hack? He's like, Arr! yeah, he yeah. is to be this warrior dude in his masks and all those swords in his office. He knows shit about how to use it. Yeah, because he's literally just. And Jim pretty easily fights him off, and he almost kills him. Like he had the opportunity to he kill got, him. He got to the edge, and uh, he doesn't though. No. 
And um, Essen comes in after he's decided to spare this guy, and she saves the day. I expected to see Harvey. Yeah. I kind of just expected to see Harvey, but... but I think that would have been a little too convenient. Yeah, but that's what my note says. I did expect to see Harvey, but I'm glad that after his big old speech that he did, that it was someone else. Yeah. I would have accepted either Alvarez or Essen. I think that shows Jim... That there are other people that are willing. When she wasn't alone. Yeah. She had yeah, an she had half the force behind her. She actually brought backup with her. Oh my God. So it is Who a does thing. that? It is a thing in, in you know, certain. certain she is uh, And she comes in in heels. Yeah, she does. And it was a woman. She ain't playing. Just got to point that out. So uh, we go to Fish's, Fish's Club and she's listening to this old lady sing. And Liza comes in. What the fuck? And um, she's upset, and Fish is not happy to see her because she should not be there. No, they're not supposed to be seen together. And um, Liza wants out of their arrangement. And Fish tells her this story about how her mother was a prostitute, Mm -hmm. and she was killed by one of Falcone's thugs. Mm -hmm. And Liza jumps to the conclusion that that's why you're after him, and she's like, oh, no. Oh, no, That's not why. I'm after him because I promised I would never be powerless again. Mm Mm-hmm. And she refers to herself in the third person, that little girl. Yeah, that little girl. And um, she promises that nothing will ever happen. She won't let anything happen to Liza. Right. Which is bullshit. Because she can't make that promise. No. Um, Liza's on the front line here and Fish is Fuck the one yeah, that's sitting literally. back. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of left unresolved because Liza doesn't agree to be on board. But you can tell that she is l- listening to what Fish said. But she does finally get to call Fish Mama. She does. She Aww. does get to call her mama. She's earned it, apparently, apparently. which is kind of weird. Um, and so we go to Penguin, and he is talking to the new Umbrella guy. Timothy. His name is Timothy. His name is Timothy. And he's like, I just want to know Fish's secret. And he's it's all, it sounds very reasonable. Sure. And, um, and, uh. Timothy just starts having the verbal, verbal. Verbal vomit. Word vomit. Something. And he says There's that, um, involved. she has said something about our friend with Falcone. And, of course, Penguin's, like, ears prick up. Mm-hmm. He's and, so dead. Um, he's, he, so now he understands that Fish has somebody close to Falcone. Right. And then he orders the guy killed. Yep. And he's like, you know, we can't have, don't, you know, nobody can find the body. Because, you know, they're at peace now. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. not a war coming. No, no, there's no war. What are you talking about? We <laughs> didn't talk se- about that for seven It's a episodes. secret war. It's a secret war. That's a different show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. And... Although apparently there's a secret war in this one, too. Penguin can be cold, man. But also... Do you realize what you just said? I did. That was on purpose. Pun was intended? No, pun totally intended. Pun totally intended. It was great. As he waddles out. (laughs) Um, And so we go to Jim and Harvey having a post-case cuddle. I mean, a talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally not a cuddle, it's a talk. I I just have partner bonding. Um, and uh, Jim has heard about Harvey's speech. And it's one of those, like, kind of aw shucks moment. Like, I ah, don't read anything into it. Well, but he kind of gives Jim the it's not a phase. It's a who I am kind of yeah. deal. And he's, uh, Jim's not afraid to fight for the city. And he says again that he's not going to stop. It's not, no, that was Jim that's telling Harvey. Yeah. That it's not a phase. It's who I am, dad. And uh, he'll, uh, he says he's going to basically go after everybody dirty in the city. And, yeah, and Harvey tells him to go home and kind of pats him on the shoulder. And I kind of feel like that's Harvey's way, and I'm patting myself on the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Harvey, that's Harvey's way of telling him, I know. Yeah. Kind of like a Han Solo, I love yeah. you, I know. Kind of kind a of thing. Moment. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's funny because we do finally get some kind of like semi-emotional stuff from Harvey and Jim's not there to see it when he was doing his little speech mm-hmm. and Jim doesn't even get to see it. But he Aww. heard about it. So I was happy he about was that. He proud of his baby. Um, and so we go back to Fish and she's talking to this old lady that we saw earlier. and um, Who apparently likes to eavesdrop in on business. And apparently it's okay that she does that. Yeah, but, you know if anybody we, else was eavesdropping. But do, you, do you know why it's okay for her to do that? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. We kind of get the impression that this is her mom. I think it is. I just have, it's her mama. Because she knows no good question. well that Fish lied uh-huh. about the whole mom thing. Right. Yeah, I think it's her mom. I don't, I, I no question. Which I thought was to me weird because, okay, like if, if I'm this like up and coming gangster, I don't know that I would want my mom anywhere near any of my shit. I would, like, have her in a house somewhere, like, off in the country. Or keeping her close where you can keep an eye on her. And not admitting that she's your mom. And having your goons nearby to keep to protect an eye her. on her. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so, what I'm thinking. That's that's Mama Fish. But at the same time, surely she knows who her daughter is. Yeah. Because she seems very comfortable with mm-hmm. with the club and everything. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like, she listened to the whole Liza conversation. So. so she knows what's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. But the thing is, and. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler, though. Okay. Then, then zip. Then no. Zip it. Um, so <laughs> we go back and it's Barb <laughs> and I. It's Barb and I feel sad. Um, and she's leaving Jim a note and she leaves the apartment. Uh, just as he's calling her to say he loves her, Aww. and um, calling her to tell her tell her he loves Harvey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a great day with my boyfriend. I know, right? Um, and so Jim's back at the Jim's at the precinct, and he hangs up with her. And um, these uniform cops have brought Selena in, and it's Cat, and she's asking for him. Yep. And um, then we go on. We go back to. Bruce. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Yeah, and he's like the fuck. <laughs> And he's like, damn it, I wish I wouldn't have vowed to solve this four seconds after I got the case. <laughs> um, and so we go back to Bruce, and um, he's talking to Alfred, and he admits that he liked beating Tommy up. Well, sure, it felt good. And Alfred's like, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you want some cheesy boots? <laughs> and, um, you know I had to. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, he makes a point of saying that, like, he deserved it, but um, Bruce says that I'm angry all the time, which... You know, we know that because you went through that emo that emo phase. Yeah, yeah. we're listening mm-hmm. to death metal and like and like scribbling in your book. Um, and uh, he asks Alfred, Alfred, can you teach me how to fight? And Alfred's face, it's like he's been waiting for this. He's like, moment. I can. This I can. This do. I can do. And he says, Yes, Master Bruce. Yes, I can. Yes. Mm. Yes, I can. And that's the end of our episode. Yeah. So uh, there were bits about this I liked. But overall, the it was jumping, not my favorite yeah. episode. No, no, it was not my favorite episode. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like it was the pilot. Yeah, it moved things it along horrible. too. So I mean, it wasn't a complete filler episode, but it wasn't. It did. What did it move? Barb left. Oh, pretty. I'm pretty jazzed about that. Barb left. Yeah. She left a note. She left a Dear Jim note. I'm just trying to think what else. Well, there is this, the, okay, there's the. We get the Liza stuff. Well, we get the, I want to call it a character development of the GCPD as a whole. Yeah, we did. Because if you think about it, the GCPD, aside from Essen, Harvey, Jim, and Alvarez, they're just 
They're a collective unit, yeah. Yeah, and so... And they've been a caricature, this corrupt police force. Right, and their character development has progressed a little in this episode. That's true. They're not... They're 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 redeemable. I find them more redeemable as a whole that left Jim to an assassin than I find Barb redeemable. There's no... There's nothing that Barb can do <laughs> to make any of this better. To make it make sense. Oh my Why god. Why is she I don't know, are they engaged or are they just a boyfriend? Because they've they called it both and I saw I see in a later episode that she has a ring. But they were on that to, finger. But uh but Jim refers to it as his girlfriend's place. But then they also established in the pilot that they were engaged. That they were gonna get married. Because yeah, and, and there's I've, a lot of I found that weird. There's I've always found that weird. Because he has referred to her several times as his girlfriend. Right. And so but some people find the word fiance kind of pretentious. Yeah. Because I kinda do a little Well, you know. A little. Yeah. A little. But so depends. Yeah, it depends on if you're one of those people that's like, oh, if you say if you if you you know, one of those. Yeah. Then you're like, I will hit you if you say it again. Yeah, like, I know a, a woman who has been engaged for, like, five years Ooh. and still refers to him as her fiancé, and I'm like, honey, honey, if you're, not, if you're not married to him yet. Yeah. Of course, they've been together since high school. Damn. And I guess she's in her early to late 20s. And that's a long engagement. That's a though. long, but still five years. That's a long yeah. freaking engagement, honey. Yeah. If you're not married to him now, oh, we're we're in no hurry. And I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I know another woman who has a promise. Who gives freaking promise rings anymore? <laughs> oh. Like a pre-engagement engagement. But she, but see, but she doesn't refer to him as her fiance. Her fiance yeah. But she doesn't refer to him as her boyfriend either. She just calls him by name. There's that's no title. How, that's how you do it. Okay. They live together. Yeah. But that's how you do it. That's interesting. But yeah, a promise. Who fucking gives a promise? But yeah, they, anyway, they sorry, have, I went that way. They have flip flopped um, exactly between saying that they're engaged and then referring not referring to themselves. Right. In that manner, so who the the hell knows? So yeah, we get we got Barb leaving, which I was pretty jazzed about. Um, and yeah, so we we had good bits, but it did it gave me whiplash because we would get these two second scenes. I guess I really didn't notice. I don't know because I didn't make any notes. I always notice acutely because I'm doing the recap. You would, wouldn't you? So I'm like, fuck. New paragraph. Well, well, when I take my notes, when a scene changes, I go to a new paragraph. And yeah. And I kind of, sub- like, if we go to GCPD, yeah. and that's the setting, then I'll yeah. make a note at the very beginning of the paragraph, G- G- here's where we are, GCPD. If we go to Barbara's place, I put Clock Tower. Yeah. Just so I know where we are, so I can follow yeah. with your recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently I must not have been paying attention that day. Yeah, so. Um, it w- I mean, it wasn't horrible or anything, but it just wasn't my favorite. But um, but overall, yeah, I thought there were good bits. And the fish mom stuff is very interesting to me. Because I would love... Cause, because she's a show creation, we don't have canon to we go back on. We know nothing about her. So, um, and I've read interviews... This is her canon. Yeah, I've read interviews with Jada, and she knows Fish's backstory. Right. She knows all about Fish's backstory, and she's mm-hmm. playing her a very specific way. She is. Because and, of the backstory. Yeah, and I want to know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because... She's not, uh, she's not uncomfortable lying, just straight out lying about her background. No. 
Um, so yeah, I, I want to know more. I want to know how she got how she got mixed up in Falcone's organization. How she got as high up as she did, because clearly she's got a crap ton of ambition. Um, she's very smart. Um, so yeah, I I, I want more of that. I found that fascinating, oh, yeah. even she's though it really, was a fake story. She is an interesting character. So yeah, I really like that. Uh, anything else before we uh, give them our standard pimp session? I'm pretty much done. Okay. For this episode, they're just. It was literally, it was just a Monster of the Week episode. It was. It was there just was an really episode. There was really nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, so it's pimp session time, kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, we would love to hear from you guys um, about, and I really, I would like to put the call out again about if anybody really likes Barbara. Please tell us why. Please tell us why. Um, In send triplicate? Us, <laughs> send us an email um, at uh, randomteapodcasts at gmail.com. You can also message us at Tumblr. We're on there at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or you can reach us, and if you can explain it in 140 characters, uh, you can get us on Twitter at randomtcast. I will buy you a sandwich, and you don't even have to murder anybody I'll buy for a sweater. It. Okay, there you if go. If you can explain it in 140 40 characters why Barbara Keene in this show is a good character, I will buy you a sweater. And I will buy you a sandwich. There you go. Uh, so yeah, send send us some feedback. Um, let us know, you know, what you like about the episode, or hell, what you like about us. Even though we're flawless, clearly <laughs> flawless, clearly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we would love to hear from you. Um, and uh, we did want to let you know everybody know if you're not aware, we have other casts um going on as yes, well. Yes, we do. Um, we're doing Sleepy Hollow. Yep. We're doing um, just a series of random movies that strike our fancy. Uh, we're doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, we're going to pick up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, when season three starts in the fall. Right. Um, and we're also going to pick up Agent Carter when that um, when that starts uh, in January, but we're going to go back and do season one before then. Yep. So expect that probably November, December-ish. Right. Um, yeah. So, and if you have any suggestions for movies for us to watch, oh yeah, 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 that you'd like to hear us babble about, let us know. Woo, we're good at babbling. Uh, and you can check everything out for all of our pertinence at our website at randomtpodcast.com. That's right. All right. Is that okay? I think I'm out. Okay. Have we have we pimped it su- think we've pimped sufficiently? It good. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys.